Hi, I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. And this is another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. Hey, Paul, what's up? How are you? Oh, man, I'm great. Here on a Saturday morning, uh, afternoon. What time is it? Uh, 2.30? So, Saturday afternoon, uh, having a good time talking it's, about SEO with my friend. 4.10, dude. <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> what time t- is it? <laughs> where does the time go? Anyway, um, today we have an interesting one for you. Um, it's kind of a sequel to our previous one that we did. Um, by like outsourcing SEO clients. I think we call this a series. We've talked about three uh, in this uh, at this point. This will be the third one. Right? I can't count. Yeah. So uh, if you listen to some of the previous podcasts, which uh, is very early one, so I'm really sorry uh, if you did listen to those because the quality uh, was really crappy. They're still good lessons. Still good lessons. Think about um, the content. So we talked a little bit about um, one was how to send clients to other SEOs. Mm -hmm. So your SEO clients that you have that maybe you can't service or you can't work with for whatever reasons. Um, So how do you send those and actually make some money off of that while while still having them? So that turns out that's exactly what we did. And Paul has now acquired uh, a lovely fitness client. Um, And now now that he's signed, I believe yesterday, we're going to go through the involved but not necessarily complicated process of onboarding this client to set him up for success and make sure his expectations a are ready. A checklist, if you will, uh-huh. of for for the first month of a new client coming on. Yeah, so we thought it'd be appropriate to go over it because this is actually uh, me telling him how we do it, but it's actually being recorded. So, you know, this is some real life stuff happening right here. Real life SEO marketing shit. Good shit for you to use. There it is. So the onboarding process um, is pretty much a few things. It's He's going to have a call with this client on Monday. And he's going to go over a few things. We're going to discuss what that call should look like. Um, potentially, the client's going to fill out an onboarding form. If he doesn't do the onboarding form this time, which seems like he might not be able to fill it out before uh, Monday. I'll have it filled out before Monday. Um, I'll, I'll talk about a little bit how that goes. But most importantly, what the whole process is going to look like. <laughs> um, the whole process, um, pretty much uh, my company, Market My Market, has um, developed a checklist that we go through that uh, more or less does apply to almost every client that we onboard. And we're going to go over what that checklist looks like. And basically, by the end of the onboarding, the client's going to be super excited. He's going to know what to expect. He's going to know all the work that you're doing. Pumped. And then you and Andrew have everything outlined. And we're going to know what we're going to do. You're going to have a schedule, and you're going to know exactly what it is. And he's going to know what you're doing. You're going to know what to do. And that's why we're talking about this. All right. Perfect. So let's get the onboarding form out of the way. Okay. Okay. So an onboarding form is basically like uh, imagine a like a elongated contact form with just more information. Ooh, this is what we- That's difficult to imagine. So yeah, don't. <laughs> so basically, um, not everyone, this is more like optional. This is something that my agency does, but it's a good way to get that preliminary information uh, sooner than later. Okay. So it basically is a form that's like, let's solidify the name of your company. It's like uh, just reiterating things you already know. So what type of document is this live as? Um, is it like it's, a it's, they felt like a, it's like an online form they submit it and, okay, they, and so we get it as like something email. like that. All right. Yeah. So basically, it's just like making sure like right off the bat we know, like without a doubt, once and for all, like the name of your company, our, our point of contact, the phone number, the address. You'd be surprised like how often, like people like for example, um, you go on someone's website and they say the address, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, that's that's their address. But you don't always want to assume things because people are crazy. Yeah. So what will happen Maybe is... Maybe they put their home address. So sometimes people will be like, they'll submit, what's your official business address? And actually something different. Yeah. So that's like the reason you do like the onboarding form. It's just like 
official phone number, official address, official okay. like this and that. So you have this as a, what are you using as like a plugin for this on your site? It's like, like you know, it's uh, gravity, form. it's like gravity form gravity contact form. Okay. It's, it's a form like anything else with more options. But if you were in like a pinch, you could make something in Google, like a sure. Google survey form or whatever that thing is. Yeah, you can, it's anything that can easily capture information, yeah. anything that can easily fill out. Yeah. You could do like a Google sheet for all, you know, with like yeah, whatever. Just everything. Just have them fill it out and make sure it's like official. But the questions you want to ask mm -hmm. um, that we realized were important is also like who are your biggest like perceived competitors that's nice to know um, we ask them like what your ideal um, client is like that's nice to know um, and then we ask them like what do they consider like qualified lead it's just like a, a, a general thing to kind of get them like talking get their like brain sort of like in marketing thinking mode. about it like let's start talking about you your business what you're all about and what we're gonna accomplish and, and get like Okay. The, the brain juices and synapses clicking and firing. All right. So that's like the first thing. So that's a quick one. Everything else is going to be really long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so basically, we're going to keep this kind of short for this podcast. If this is already boring, get out of here. Oh but man. Now it gets more exciting. We'll try and make it more exciting. I don't know how we're going to do that, but we'll figure it out. Well, you're going to have your first onboarding call. Yes. Okay. The onboarding call is has to be very organized because you don't want to waste anyone's time. Yeah, why don't we so, practice that right here in this in this podcast? Well, I can tell you. You be the guy. I'll be me. No, I'll be Andrew. You be the guy. Okay. I'm how about you? Uh, you're, uh, you're Andrew. Right, I'm ring, you. I'm Andrew. No, I'm not dude. <laughs> no, there's only like a few things that you want to go over on board. Okay. Call. There's two things that 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 we do. Um, typically, we already have the 30, 60, 90 <laughs> created by yeah. the time the onboarding call is. Okay. So 30, 60, 90 is like, you know, what you're gonna do be in the next 30, 60, 90 days. Okay. And we break it up by like SEO, website, social, all that stuff. Okay. So typically, I'm gonna have to do that tomorrow. So basically, uh, you're gonna go over two things. You know, it's like, hi, I'm Paul. I'm doing this. I'm Andrew. I'm doing this. Okay, cool. And then the person's like, I'm doing this, or this well, is we, my point we, of contact. We didn't break it down uh, in a time frame um, in the proposal that we sent. Man, I'm using a lot of ums. I watched that. Uh, um. Um, uh, <laughs> no, we we didn't break it down. Uh, as a timeline, but we did break down everything that we'd be doing uh, at, in the proposal when it was sent over to. So you want to uh, make it like a, a calendar, yeah, sort of, literally the thirty sixty nine. Yeah, thirty sixty nine. We use thirty sixty nineties. We use uh, we do an SEO thirty sixty ninety, and we do a content thirty sixty ninety. Okay. I don't know if you guys are doing a content schedule. Uh, we will be doing minimal blogging for this client. So you don't have to like really do a thirty sixty ninety for that. Yeah, the, the big thing that's going to come from this client uh, is going to be social. Okay. He really wants to go big on social. He doesn't, he, he wants like a really good base for his website, right? Like a good foundation from an SEO okay. perspective. So, you know, metadata is all taken care of. Uh, he knows the keywords that he needs to be going after. So this is what that would look like. So you'd like do 369 to be August, September, October. Well, it's just a calendar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, check this out. You no, pulled up really, that was I'm really something impressed special. by what you're putting together here. You thought it was something special. It's just it's the, the a cat calendar. It's a, a physical calendar that yeah, you a cast, got from or a cascading Borders, Brooks, uh, Borders Bookstore? Um, Borders, yeah. yeah. The last one is right here. This is a really distracting okay. video. But um, but yeah, the 36 is going to be like, you know, week one, we're going to build ads. Week two, you know, we're going to start reviewing ads. Week three, we're going to tweak AB. I don't know. We yeah. don't have to get into that. But okay. that's basically okay. the whole purpose of that. Um, and then also, it's a good opportunity to like come to, to the client and show and prove that you kind of have a little bit of knowledge about their industry and, and you're kind of like invested in, into like what they're trying to do. So what we try to do before an onboarding call too is do a little bit of competitive research, which you, I don't know if you're gonna have one day to do it, but basically you would go and I'm you'd like- do it. 
you look at like his competitors and you'd be like, I know that ABC Fitness uh, does A, B, and C. Is that something that you do? Yes, no. We notice like this, this, this is his competitor. It's just a good way for him or the, you know, the client to get an idea. Get an idea like, expect. oh, you're already, not only are you like, like already oh, prepping together. an account and doing it, but you're like actually like doing research. You're getting to know my geography. You're getting to know my competitors. It's just anything you can do to get like on the right foot where they're like, these guys are spending time to actually like understand like who I am and what I'm going after and what yeah. I'm trying to accomplish. Okay. So frankly, that's really what the call is and the form is. Okay. And we're at like eight minutes. Oh man, we really, uh, I thought this would last a lot longer than this. But that's what the oh, onboarding wait, more. Pro process itself is. Okay. So we're going to go through a checklist for all y'all listening. Pull out your notepad, pull out your typewriter. Oh, yeah. Pull out your uh, dragon diction and you can recite, you know, and all that stuff. But basically, we're going to go through what a good onboarding process and the, and the checklist pretty much looks like. Yeah. And then I'm going to need you to chime in. Oh, I'm going <laughs> And then, and then chime in tell, on me, these tell me what you, uh, how you feel about it and what you would approach and there's anything okay. you do differently. Oh, okay. So the first part is very simple. It's going to be the info collection. So the onboarding form is going to do some of it. Um, it's going to get maybe like their Facebook login, their Twitter, their YouTube, Google, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. blah. And so I don't want to act like I, I don't have other clients already. Um, uh -huh. Just so people listening, like, I do have clients that I've had for years. I don't often take on new clients just because well, I well, can't also, afford from a time standpoint to do it. But well, I you will say... It's fitness niche to you, though, is why yeah, I'm this, also This is a little different because I don't ever... Uh, I, this is the first time I've, I've been in the fitness niche and I'm really just trying to... Sort of do a lot of stuff in that niche. I found it's like a lot easier to have clients and do SEO if you keep them all in the same niche because uh, you're really like building on the learning that you're doing for for like one client. And, you know, it's easy to pass that on to like another one. Yeah. Uh, but before getting way too off topic here, uh, I want to just talk a little bit about how important it is to have all of this information uh, in one place up front because like the worst thing ever. And well, I'll even go like a step forward, like farther than that. So let's say you get the login credentials for the Google account for a client, right? So mm -hmm. you, maybe they have Google Analytics already and you want it. So don't just settle for their login credentials. Mm -hmm. Add your email to that account uh, as like an admin. Well, like login to admin, grant yourself. Yes, grant yourself access. Do not just have their login because people change their emails all the time and forget about it. And sometimes the clients are really hard to get a hold of or who knows like what happens so like don't just trust like the login credentials that they're going to give you like oh. set your own stuff up on there uh right away oh and also log into all of them and i can yep. tell you that firsthand because if you don't you just get them yeah, what'll happen, their word for it either. what'll happen is uh here's a great example you never log into their analytics right and then you're working with them for like a month and then you go in and then you realize you can't log in that means that you didn't have a month of data, and then you ask for it then, and then they look stupid. Whoa, yeah, so on day one, log in, look at all this stuff, gather all this information, and it's gonna make your life so much easier. And also set up all the stuff that like isn't set up that you would normally have yet. Like don't wait a month to do that. Like if they don't have Search Console, like set it up that day. Do it that day. Set up Google Analytics is, that day. This is all week one like stuff. Yeah, right yeah like uh, install like uh, Tag Manager, like do all that stuff. And maybe you don't even use Tag Manager, but like have it and you can at least say you installed it. Yeah, so, there, there's a million reasons. Well, also I have to say the first month you're probably gonna do too much work. That's why like- Well, anyone that's done SEO knows that the first three months are entirely like the most work heavy. Yeah. Right, like you, uh, all the work is in the front, uh, front loaded for, for SEO clients. 
and it takes you know the, the, that's usually the months when they're wondering like why they're paying you any money at all like nothing's they happening don't yet see any you know any, any like benefit from it well, well that's the whole reason that you do this because every single time I have a client that's like oh you know it's been a month has gone by yeah, I don't I don't really know like what you've been doing yeah. and you're, and even if you set the expectations well like you know it doesn't happen a month. What you do is when you have 30, 60, 90s and you have like this all laid out, mm-hmm. at the end of the month when you give them a report, yeah. you're not o- only showing analytics, you're showing all the work you completed. And when your checklist, you send it, hey, the first yeah. month we did 40 things, the and client you, is and always going to feel great because the client's going to be like, you've cool. done a lot of work and they love you because they know you've done a lot of work. So yeah. everything's like really good. Yeah, but I will say, I've even had clients that like I've done work for free. So I don't even call them clients, friends that I've done free SEO that, work that, for. That sounds like a friend to me. And they're like, what's happening and I'm like man you can't like criticize like it's only been a month it takes longer than this but also like, I'm doing this for you for free so that's even worse yeah so like, what did you say to me you know, like, this is like even if you're just doing this for your own website too on the side whatever like just follow this checklist like this is a good way just to get anything started whether it's your own whether it's a client that you have uh, it's just a good place to start and all this this isn't just for fitness this really does apply for everyone yeah like where we go through don't like uh, don't tune out because I said fitness it's just like uh, we're taking no. something that we that we know Dude, for a fact. For anything, guys. This is all good for everything. So, all right, so let's start. Uh, what you got first? On this yeah. One. So you're you're getting. I think you're doing the onboarding form, which could get all these things. But if you don't want to get it through a form, or they don't want to fill out with like a form for security reasons or whatever, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to find a way to get all their social. You're gonna want their hosting, mm-hmm. because there's always something that happens. Not always, but it's just nice to have their hosting. Let's put it yes. that way. Because I totally agree. You like you might have to FTP. You might have to install SSL. You might have to renew something from them. You might have to buy another domain from them. It's just e- it's just easy if yeah. you just have it. Um, of course, analytics, like you mentioned. Um, obviously, the website. <laughs> like if you can't log into their website, you're probably not doing a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, and then you want their Google My Business too, which could be separate login. So Google My Business is important because you know their category might be off. Their information might be out of date. You might want to add pictures. Every, everything that comes with Google My Business, and um, I'd even go as far as asking if they have a Bing Maps, whatever. Yeah. Maybe they do. Okay. So, as you can see here on the list, that's pretty much the yeah. info collection part. So let, let's. That's boring as, as, as okay. You really have read through all this actually. Yeah, that's like the first. This is like the first week. Yeah. Well, like, let, let's just give you guys like, because we only mentioned a couple of things, but let's just read off like everything that's on this. So this is how comprehensive. You just want to read it all? Or you let's read it off like. Everything that you need that you have in this list that you need to check. I think this is a pretty comprehensive list. I don't think we're missing too much. So you yeah. want? Yeah. So let's just start from from the very top there. So like literally every social account you have. Yep. So Instagram, Facebook. So if they don't have an Instagram, do you make it for them or are you charge? So extra it just extra? depends if it was in your initial scope of work. Like so, we yeah. will. That's so like. So if they ask prior. for Instagram marketing, and their scope in the initial scope of work, and they don't have one. You're not going to charge them any extra for that. It's just like going to have to be a part of like what you got to do to get like the market. Yeah, I mean, if you're working together like two months later, like should I have an Instagram? And you're like, sure. And you go, okay, can you make one? And it's like that's up to you. Like, oh, I'm going to charge a, a couple hundred or do it. Charge a couple hundred bucks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard weirder things. Um, but yeah, just I don't want to get too hung up on that because all this other stuff is okay. is way more involved. So then, the uh, the actual onboarding is the website work, or at least preparing for the website work. Okay. And it starts with keyword research. And then we talk about our keyword research. So how research. much of this are you showing them? The keyword research? Yeah. All of it. So we do report. So you do report you initially, do. like this is the keywords that you need to be targeting. Well, we do like the kind of a cross-corroboration kind of thing. So it's like here are all, all the keywords when you'll get traffic and let's sync that with all the things that you actually do 
Okay. And make sense, and then okay. that's like. Um, so do you show them this like on a like like a share screen? Like you're doing a call, and you're like, "Hey, look at this." Or this what kind of happens on the onboarding <laughs> call. On the well, that's what I'm it saying. Can, you're on a call. You're yeah. talking about them. You're like, "Hey, we've done this keyword research. We want to show you, um, like, what from this like matches up." Like, do all these keywords make sense to you? And they say, "Yeah." Yes so or you're no. like doing a share screen at this point. Right? Uh, the, we're probably no, we're probably sent them a report already, and we're okay. like, they have it up. Oh, they have it up, and you're just yeah. talking to them. Okay, so that's that we can do. So, uh, and then we make sure that we have all their keywords added. Mm -hmm. uh, we use Serpbook, so you definitely want to make sure from like day one you're tracking. Okay. You don't want to wait too long because you might already like yeah. have progress, and then you can't. Okay, as you rush fine. Yeah. Um, you're gonna have a game plan. You don't necessarily have to start working on it, but you should be pretty ready or have identified pages that need revamped, like meta titles, descriptions. Okay. And the 30, 60, 90 over time, you like you'll work on it because you know if someone has 10 pages, maybe you knock that out a month. But if someone has some of our clients have 500 plus pages, you're not trying to do uh, 500 pages in a month. Yeah. You're trying to do it like six months maybe. Yeah. So you're you've kind of like identified it. You can use. Um, yeah, you can use some sort of software. Okay. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but it would be able to be like warnings for like titles, descriptions. Cool, mm -hmm. Webmaster Tools used to be okay at that. Decent, I don't know. Um, the next one, you're, you're getting uh, ready to start submit, <coughs> excuse me, submitting them for citations. So you need some sort of citation package. If they're local. Yeah, if they're local. If, yeah, if they're, they're not, not, probably not. Uh, next is uh, Google My Business updates. You're gonna you're gonna schedule that up. So if you know Google My Business doesn't make sense, sure. You're gonna do like a site speed test. So you could do like Google Insights, something else that you like, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna bring that to them and be like, hey, you know, we got to do, you know, we got to do browser caching. We got to do uh, image optimization. We got to get you off your server because you're on the GoDaddy starter. You know, and yeah. then you plan, plan that out. Uh, you're gonna set up your reporting. We use agency analytics. Okay. Yeah, actually, you showed me that the other day. It was cool. pretty good. Uh, you can use Data Studio too if you want. It's uh, it's super cheap for the most part. It's free. Um, you know that sometimes there's uh, some things that you have to purchase that are like third party to like connect like the data. Uh, but for the most part, it, it's a like, free and like really cheap, uh, cool tool to use. Okay. But yeah, if you want something that can even suddenly be like a little bit more robust, but I think one of the most important things is like setting up that reporting from like day one and like automating that process. So it's like pulled by a certain date, and then you're like having someone manually send it to like the client, and like with Andrew, that, Andrew, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like having reporting, like the last thing you want to do is like have to settle the stuff up a day before you have to send the report. No, it's too stressful. Don't do it. Yeah. Anyway, um, the reporting set up, and then next to site map, you know, s simply you know you have the site map. Make if they have one, make sure it's submitted Google Webmaster Tools. If not, you know you make one. Um, I'm gonna say this one for next which is a thing i don't think a lot of people do but it's freaking awesome and makes you look amazing that's why i don't leave it okay. uh word count you're going to identify pages that have like you know if, if someone has like a main practice area or a main service page that has like 50 or 100 words on it mm -hmm. you're gonna be like okay we're gonna work to get that to closer to 350 or 400 so you can identify those pages um if they have port internal linking or look at that keyword density look at that um another thing that's really important is making sure that their contact forms work Okay. So, so it's, it's nice yeah. to hop in there and be like, hey, it's listen, like, your, your contact form might not work, which actually happens More maybe you think. a lot. So you submit it and then you're like, did you get that? And they say no. And you're like, well, your contact forms haven't worked and thank goodness so we identified that for you. And they're like, wow, well, you've, al you've already like proven your worth yep. already, which is crazy. And then um, also in the same thing, we set up recapture for the forms. So some people just are getting spammed and spammed. They're used to it, and it's like okay. you, you should help them you, out. You should never have to get spammed. Sure. So the big thing that we do, um, that we do for all uh, all clients, 
is we do a plagiarism check for the whole website mm -hmm. because you'd be surprised how many people just grab content from other websites shamelessly I wouldn't and then uh, I've done and you're like do you know that your whole blog is nothing but stolen content and they're like and then they go oh I didn't think I, I didn't know I could do that yeah I wrote it <laughs> so yeah that is a big deal and I definitely would emphasize doing a plagiarism check for them and then calling them the thief that they are had they stolen it calling them out alright but on the flip side there's sometimes Call that people have clients they've check had, they've had their content stolen too that's though. true too so anyway this is a lot of talking I'm gonna pause this and we'll be back in a moment hey so we're back hey, we're back so we went through the info collection part we went through website work um, these are all things that you're supposed to be you know required to do in the first month there are a lot of things that you're just gonna kind of tell the client you're gonna be doing and you're gonna you know do it on like a 30 60 90 like for example it tells descriptions and word count you're not gonna like go on a hundred page website and be like oh a hundred pages need word count and titles descriptions I'm gonna do it during the onboarding process. It's like no, you you might like identify during the onboarding process, but your 30, 60, 90, and, and beyond is gonna actually do it. Okay. So we're moving on to more of the technical SEO stuff, and this is where you can maybe uh, oh, <laughs> tell us some of the, te the technical. I want to. So there's only I only have three things here from a technical standpoint. Uh, we like to do the schema tags right away. Okay. Um, we like to propose website updates. Okay. Um, so. When we uh, get new clients, we do tell them we're gonna act as a webmaster and we're gonna do all minor site updates. Yeah. We tell them that anything that's gonna go from like moderate to like a big change, we're gonna charge as like uh, hourly. Okay. But we do say we're gonna do all minor updates, minor updates being like, you know, uploading images, removing images, doing a couple like little aesthetic changes. Do you include that if like you're doing blog images? Yeah. You don't just say like that's part of the blog package that like, comes with an image. Um, no, we're talking about things that were there prior to us working okay. on the website. I understand. What I understand. So what we do is during our onboarding, we we say like also like you know not having a, a phone number at the top is not like good for user experience. We notice like this contact form sucks, mm -hmm. so we do this. Like we always propose propose website updates, and again, they're not typically um, requ you know requesting or expecting it, but we tell them that like. We think that we want to do these updates because we want to help with like the conversion of your okay. website. So they appreciate that. And then lastly, for the technical standpoint, we do the competitor analysis and we tend to use SEMrush for that and we, we share that. Right. So what are some uh, technical things that you like to look at at a website when you start working on it? Jeez, Ryan, I'm glad that you asked me that. Go right ahead, my friend. So uh, I start with just a comprehensive audit, mm -hmm. um, you know, and depending on the type of the type of business it is, if it's locally based or just like a national website, um, that's when you really break down like the schema. It's going to be important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Google My Business uh, is probably one of the, the more important aspects so, of the so local what, business. What kind of schema would you use for a fitness client? Well, I would use uh, a multiple types of, of schema. I mean, you want to use article schema when you have some good blog posts and stuff. True. You want to use your video schema when you have that. You want to just use like they're all the regular old site schema and the business schema. Uh, those are both like really good things to have. Outside of that, I can't think of any particular, I'd have to really go through a bunch of uh, what they have, what they offer on there and just pick out like what makes like the most sense for it. Yeah, from a technical standpoint, I mean. They do sell a product on the website, so. Oh, they do. Like that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah, this isn't even talking about the e-commerce uh, side of it yeah. because e-commerce can get things real tricky real quick. It can. So I'm going to have to deal with a little bit of that. Unfortunately, fortunately for me, he only sells one product. 
So that's it. Badass product. It is pretty it's great. Cool. I do like it. It's cool. Um, okay, so technically, you know, it can go either way, but we we know without doubt the schema uh, proposing web updates. Again, uh, I will say that this particular client, super nice guy, uh, not optimized even the least. I mean, I'm talking page titles, not even optimized. Yeah, you're gonna Nothing you're gonna there. go through this whole list then. Yeah. Another thing I should probably mention is um, we're talking about proposed website updates. You're gonna definitely want to know if they're mobile optimized. Yes, uh, that is a huge, right now there was just an algorithm update that was mobile related, uh, affects a lot of websites. Uh, also, you know, make sure you have uh, HTTPS uh, SSL certificate installed because you're starting to see changes in the service. Yeah, that's Not just ranking wise, but like Google's mapping, like, are showing that these are untrusted websites now with like bright red letters. Well, well look at that, now you just added another one to my list because... Yeah, yeah. I'm helping I, you, you're helping me. But. Yeah, I gotta add SSL to the list because now that's that's mandatory. Yeah. Cool. And then <clears throat> uh, the pre-launch campaign uh, it says content strategy. So yeah, I like to have a content 306090. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really apply to my clients that have less than five articles or pieces of content a month. Yeah. So um, I won't like present it. We'll just kind of do it. Yeah. So uh, this particular client doesn't have any uh, any blogs at all. And maybe he has like one blog. So you know that's going to have to be kind of all mapped out, and there's going to have to be a content strategy for them. I think yeah. the only thing I'm kind of really worried on about is uh, video. I, I think for a lot of the advertisements we want to do uh, on the social side, mm -hmm. video is going to speak the most to uh, to people on like a lot of these ads, and I have to sort of rely on him to get me that video. Does he have any videos? I think he has like a couple of videos. I don't know what the production quality of it is, and you know we're not. A, I'm not in the video production business. Uh, I can kind of find someone outsourced to do it. It's going to be costly, but I think he's actually located in Fort Lauderdale. If I'm, if this I'm, guy is. Yeah, I think he's he's here in the state of Florida. Get out. Which isn't which makes it a little more easier to, to get you know video from him. But you know this kind of puts you in a difficult decision. Like how do you you know it's a particular fitness product that is used for exercise. Yeah. So you have to showcase how that's used. So you have you have to have videos of using it. Oh, so he doesn't have a video right now? For I don't know. I got, I got to get all this stuff. Oh, he's got to do it. I don't know yet. Well, we know a, guy, a good guy in Fort Lauderdale. But anyway, yeah. we'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, and then you want to make sure that your plan for link building is like all good to go. Yeah. Of course. And you want to make sure if you have social strategy, social... This is all things like... Now nah, it's like just recapping. Make sure... You, you're prepared for content. Make sure you're, like, you're prepared for like building social. If he's going to do uh, AdWords, make sure you know either you're going to use his account or you're going to use your own. Maybe just, account. Yeah. just, just, just always be prepared. And, and that's really the whole checklist. And then one thing I want to mention before we we start taking questions from the audience is um, one thing about getting uh, very important information from a client is that you have to be very, very persistent. Okay, so. If you're not, like, let's say you got your Facebook, right, and you got your analytics, but you didn't get, like, the website login, and, you know, you asked once, and they didn't respond, and then, like, you wait, like, four days, and then you call, and they didn't respond, and then you wait a week, and they don't respond, and then, you know, time goes by. Never, ever, it's easy to just slip into that mentality where it's just like, well, I'm trying my best, and I asked, and then, like, time, too much time goes by, and then you can't do your campaign, and then the client starts, like, complaining. You can never... I'm telling you, you can never say it's because you didn't do something. Yeah, you can and never at, ever do at that. At the end of the day, when you provide a report to this client, you're the one who's going to look like an asshole if you don't have that information. Yeah, you if have to. You be don't. If you, you know, they ask, "What did you do this month on my website? You know, what am I paying you?" And you can't present like information on that because you don't have a login. 
Uh, they're not really going to give a shit. Yeah, I don't. Th- a client is not going to care. Like, oh, look back. if you say like, "Well, I couldn't do it because I didn't get why the didn't login." You, why didn't you get it for me? Why do you keep? It's, it's until, oh, believe me, it's always going to be your fault. Yeah, the thing is, is that their cli- client and you have their best interest heart. Honestly, you probably should just call every freaking day and email a call every day. They're not going to be annoyed that you're like, "I have to have your login," you know? Yeah. So I mean that's why it's important to like, to get all this information up front before you start and well, sort of make it conditional on like you but, starting when you have all this. Well, stuff. that's the great thing about the doing the onboarding form because that attempts to get all the, the most important information right off the bat. And if they don't fill, like they always fill it out, but if they don't like uh, fill out some of the information, then you have to be like, give yeah. me, give me, give me, I need it, need it now. So do you ever do this in person? An onboarding? Yeah. No. Always over the phone. Yeah, I mean, we do like our. You ever do like a lunch with them? You know, bring them in and have like a lunch? That sounds nice. It does sound nice. I mean, most of our clients aren't here, though. What would you serve? Uh, what, what I serve, does that mean that I'm making it for them? Yeah, would you serve corn dogs? Hmm. Corn dogs are pretty. So my friend Taylor really loves corn dogs. They're very fancy. <laughs> Good thing that's getting edited. It's not. We're keeping it in. I was like, this is such an awkward <laughs> insertion of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you should do a lunch. I bet it'd be really nice. And, you know, you'd serve some corn dogs. Well, what we like, what we like to do, is um, after like the first three months, we like to try to do as much like in person as possible, or like face to face or video. Yeah. Or, um, because it's like once you go through through your first 30, 60, 90, mm-hmm. you, then you're gonna be like, this is the point where progress is starting to be made. You should start seeing things that we're doing. Our relationship is like on the way. We're about to do another 30, 60, 90. Where, where everyone's trusting each other man you're on a roll i know now there's a lot but um, um but really that's like the whole the whole checklist um the only thing yeah, I, I missed was definitely ssl um definitely be persistent with the info collection just stay organized present that 30 60 90 so they always know like calendar it, it's just so they don't have to like wonder what you're doing because yeah. they could just look at the 3690 they're like oh it's august 9th they're working on these eight things because that's what it says yeah and that's cool um, it's good to have a dashboard where they can see it. They can always log in and see it in real time. So if they don't want to wait for a monthly report, they can uh, I mean, log in. Like, uh, well, it's agency analytics. Yeah. That too. They can just log in anytime. So do you use uh, anything like a tr- like Trello to like, manage all these little tasks after they're assigned? Um, or what are you using for? Like, I use Asana. Okay. Yeah, Asana is cool. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's easy. Um, you know, we, we all chat with Slack. We have a little. little you know, we're working on certain, I have different chats with teams. I, I chat with my content team. I chat with my account manager. I chat with uh, development. Yeah. We, we use Slack at uh, the, my main gig. But, it. yeah, it's great. But uh, do onboarding. You ever, do you ever set, like, your concept with Slack? No, I don't want to talk about <laughs> Slack. No, that's cool. No offense to them. But I, I'll, I'll chat I with them. Think, I'll, like, I'll chat with them in email. bad because like, we have a client. Oh, sorry. We, we, we are someone's client. Um, that's like worked with us for a really long time. We have like a Slack account. I guess I wouldn't it's be opposed. I just uh, like Slack is one of those things where I feel like it's something we want to chat about daily, and I just don't have anything to chat I, about. I feel daily. like a lot of clients that like wouldn't have uh, that kind of thing anyways. I like, feel like they wouldn't want to they, talk to they me. Don't really they don't want know. to talk to me. I don't know about that. Uh, I think it just depends on like the type of client too. But I know like a lot of fitness clients aren't going to spend any time on Slack. They don't know what it is. They don't care. They don't use it. So uh, the the, th- the thing with them is like. I mean, you might have to talk to Chase like a little bit more mm-hmm. because I don't do like meetings with them because obviously I do, do all the legal. I do the, no, I do all the legal clients. Oh, okay. That's I don't I don't talk to any fitness clients. Oh wow! Yeah. But um, yeah, the whole thing is uh, onboarding is a great opportunity to 
to just it's it's your time to like talk as like kind of like buds like not buds but like friends are a lot friendlier before you like venture out like an official like business venture mm-hmm. where you're kind of like shooting the shit a little bit and you get to know them and you're, you're letting them know like here are all the things that we're going to do and this yeah. is what we expect a it's part of it's do. like a comfort thing for them too right because a lot of people this is um this is a big investment this is a big it, it is monetary. you know you, you don't want to um always lose sight of the fact that you know a lot of people you know with fitness they don't have like crazy budgets yeah. and, and this could really make or, make or break them this particular client uh, this is his dream like he's been dreaming about doing this for years and so this is him taking that first step to really accomplish it well I think that he'd be happy to know that we sat down on a Saturday and discussed all the steps we have to take to make his campaign successful I think so too because this is what that was you can forward him this podcast and I be will, like, probably not. and just be like your thirty sixty. I don't know what I'm re- hearing the other ones. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Just say like your thirty sixty ninety is everything we I talked about in this yeah. podcast. Oh, that's great. Uh, okay, so I think we've covered this entire checklist. Uh, is there anything else on here that uh, makes sense to go over on our, on a podcast? Um, I think so. Was there anything I wasn't like super clear about, like the onboarding process? I don't want people to think that everything I listed is means it's going to be done in in like. A, the first month it's pretty much some of them things are going to be done in the first week some of them in the first spend, couple weeks spend the hour scheduling out mapping out what you're going to do for 30 60 and 90 days yeah um just just spend a little bit of time there it's going to make everyone feel like a lot a lot more comfortable it's going to make your your client feel really comfortable when they see that and then mm-hmm. it also gives them a chance to give feedback and maybe like change that kind of stuff ahead of time so when you get to like the end of the first month and maybe they thought something was going to get done, um, and, it, and it isn't, then like you, you can know about it beforehand. Yeah. And, and then another great thing is uh, what we really take advantage of onboarding because it's the first time they're seeing like your work yeah. already. So what happens is like you sign them up on Friday, right, or like Thursday, and then you're talking to them on Monday, and then you hit them with like a competitive analysis. You hit them with 30, 60, 90. You hit them with like research, and they're like, wow, you already are like, are like gung-ho. You're freaking pumped <laughs> up. You're excited. Like if... It's the, one of those times where, like, if a client was, like, iffy and they're, like, man, I'm, like, spending kind of a this lot of money. This is another opportunity to sell that. Yeah, they're just, like, I, 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 like, this is a big investment. I signed a contract. This is, like, your chance for them to walk away and be, like, I'm so confident yeah. now. And keep in mind, too, your goal isn't just to sign a client and do a good job for them. Your job is to sign a client, keep that client, and upsell that client. The whole goal is upsell. more stuff. The whole thing um, is upsell. Yeah, you know, like, they always say, you know, it's, like, the, the 80-20 rule. Um, you know, like 80% of your business is going to come from 20% of like your clients. I think that's true. Yeah. And it's like, it holds uh, true just for this, just like anything else. So. Cool. So that's all I got. Um, if you have any questions, um, you know, write me a postcard. <laughs> uh, and feel free to check us out uh, on YouTube. We have a channel now. Just uh, search SEOs Dead and Other Lies. Uh, we put every podcast up there. Uh, we respond pretty quickly if you leave a comment or anything like that. Uh, we'll get back to you. And hey, we're always uh, open to having SEOs on and talking to them and hearing about their experiences. Yeah, uh, we're going to have in the industry as well. I think we're going to have our first legit non friend SEO guest on pretty soon. An enemy? No. Uh, I an hate acquaintance. that. I hate that guy. Come on in. Yeah, an SEO. I, I would say he's my friend. He's my, my, my work. Well, you just said you he don't know. So. No, I don't. Yeah, so. But yeah, we're all, we're always looking to talk to other SEOs in the industry and getting other perspectives on things. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's getting sick of just hearing us all the time. Yeah, probably. Especially me. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
It's been super real. It started raining. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're actually going to do another uh, another for a double feature oh, today. Double feature day. Yeah, the next one's going to be super swell. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. This has been another episode of SEO is Dead and Other Lies. I'm Paul Warren. And I'm Ryan Klein. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.